live here at the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Mule. That would make me terrible, Troy. And we're joined by Emmy Award winning actress Patrika Darbo. It's very nice to have you here. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes. We need a fun name for, for you to, to fit in. <laughs> a good P. What's a good P word? Hmm. An we'll evil P word. All right. Or like all going pee. I don't want <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't want to be pathetic. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, not pitiful, uh, you know. Then no, I don't want to be anything like that. Yeah, don't be Psych- a victim. Psycho's a P word, but does you yeah. know it's not puss psycho, so it doesn't yeah, work. It's, or, you see, or if we do the last name, we could do like you know, like dangerous Darbo right. or devilish you know, Darbo, deadly, yeah, something yeah. like that. I think that I think that works. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I'll a say to my husband, 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 what's a good a good evil name? Starts with a P for me. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Yeah, Wrong it, thing to ask the husband. Right, we don't want to start any yeah. trouble here. Now that's I might true. have to leave a little earlier. <laughs> Uh, along those lines are you a horror movie fan no <laughs> this interview's over now. i don't like I'm, really, I'm not really good with things that scare me i mean uh-huh. um i think there's a lot of those things like let me out and open up and all those things that are going i can't and the the horror show um i i've auditioned and i thought to myself i'll be okay with it if i get the part but I don't know if I'd be able to watch it. Or not. <laughs> we could probably use the P word that has S's in it and a Y, and that would be my, that would be the, as far as as far as uh, horror films go. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to do that. But uh, have you actually had any an issue like that though? Been in a horror movie or horror show, and uh, you had trouble watching it. Uh, it, it's crazy. I mean, like with with Hatchet, which um, I, they told me that we were going to kind of talk about yeah. a little bit. Um, it, it was OK. I when you tell somebody that you're going to be filming Louisiana, it's about Louisiana, you're in the swamp and your mind goes, it's going to be hot as hell. We filmed it in California in October and it was freezing and we were in oh, no. water and, um, you know, uh, and then we get to the, the death scenes of everybody and it's. Um, you're freezing and you're like, oh, my God, it's he just got stabbed, that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's coming. But um, Adam was wonderful in how he directed us. And it was um, it was an adventure. Yeah, uh, he was actually one of our first guests when we started the show in 2006 was Adam Green. And it was uh, before Hatchet was released. We were talking about when he was trying to get it into theaters at the time. You know, he's wonderfully creative um, and uh he still has my head this <laughs> this thing uh he still has my head in his office and stuff and somewhere i took a picture of it i don't remember but um hopefully you have some listeners right now and i can say some gentleman just wrote me and asked me to sign something that he created of me being killed and also married with children and i cannot <laughs> find that message now so could he please resend it to me and i need to say that I don't like to be responsible for somebody's priceless artwork. Right. Um, I could have it sent to my um, uh, publicist, which I will give him an address and everything. And if he wants to do it that way, I just don't want it coming to my house and losing it amongst stuff or my dog eating it. And yeah. like she ate my homework when I was a kid. You, know? <laughs> you don't want anything bad to happen to somebody's artwork or something they've yeah, gotten yeah, signed in the past. Yeah. So, well, that's very so nice. please send it to me again and we'll see what we can do. All right. Very nice. Uh, no, Seamus uh, says uh, pernicious, Patrika. <laughs> pernicious. Well, that's better than the SS one. <laughs> Very true. And, and, I, and I don't want to be psychotic, but <laughs> wait a second. I want to know, was he there with his dictionary? Let's see what we said. Yeah, yeah. Got yeah, the, sounds the, like the Soros on hand right there. <laughs> he comes up with pernicious and the rest of us are like, what the hell's going on <laughs> like that? Exactly. <laughs> Actually, how did you get involved in um, in Hatchet? Well, I got involved because I got an um, an audition to go and read um, for Adam and some other couple other people that were there. Um, and I guess I was the best screamer and stuff in the <laughs> or fit what he was looking for. Um, but I did get the part. I was very it was fun. And it was um, my husband in the show. Um, we played Mr. and Mrs. Claus op- opposite each other for another time. So there's a dichotomy for you going from San- Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus over here to the <laughs> Hermatios getting killed by 
So, yeah, that's that's the nature of this business is you never quite know what who or what you're going to be playing next time. Mm-hmm. So was that part of the audition? You had to scream? Oh, yes. Well, again, you're reading the dialogue in the script mm-hmm. and it was like, you know, your husband's killed and you scream and, you know. <laughs> Um, and so I can always say to an actor, if you want the part, do what it says. I mean, and, and a lot of times be a little bigger because they know at this point they can calm you down. Sometimes they don't know if they can bring you up. So uh, a lot of technical things because I'm old. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, how about Kane Hodder on set? Uh, who played? You know he, uh, he, he wasn't. Um, he He's first of all, he's a doll. So let me put it that way. He is not like this and he's not like not talking to people and stuff but he, he as an actor for him he doesn't like to socialize he doesn't like people to see him beforehand and stuff like that um but when you're you're reading stuff or when you get there early and you're having coffee or something he very polite very nice very warm um but a vicious killer yeah i was actually nice. asked about that because in his book he talks about he doesn't like to uh to have the cast see him out of character no I, and i think that you know that's it's we have different performance with the way we do things as actors and, and, and in, in a method thing like that, you know, if you're going to kill a bunch of people, you don't want to be friends with them because it can maybe change your what's happening and what you're doing. So that's a, a good actor's choice that he made. And he's quite successful at what he does mm-hmm. of scaring the hell out of you. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. He's very nice. I know I, we've met him too many times he, and I, I had him on the show. He's very nice. He does have in his book though, that he, I don't think he does anymore, but he used to, f- Maybe I shouldn't even say it, but it's in his book, so it's public. He used to go into different uh, cast members' uh, rooms, and he would pee on their stuff. It was very bizarre uh, thing. But hopefully that, well, that didn't let happen. Me put it this, well, let me put it this way. We were all so cold and wet that it, we'd probably been warm had he done that. Well, there you go. It's always good to look on the bright side. <laughs> I always look on the bright side. Um, I don't. Um, I didn't see that witness. That never had the fumes of anything other than the cold, wet, dark, muddy at my room. So. Right. Uh, let's see. Andrew's horror show in the chat room. Uh, what was Adam like on set? Was he still just as calm as he is in person? Yes. And he, uh, as the person writing, directing and being the person in charge here, he had a vision of what he wanted. And he was very succinct in saying, this is what I want. And this is how I'd like you to do that. And remember that even though we're getting wet and doing things like that, he's out there in the cold with us. Um, he, he wasn't in the river and he wasn't getting rained on, but uh, there's a little splashback. So he probably was even cold from that. But um, he he's, he is who he is. I mean, Look at the little thing he does every year for and he raises money for the for the little terriers. And, uh, and he's amazing. Amazing. Yep. Yeah. He's also from Cape Cod originally. Not far from for me. He's from Hyannis, I believe. So he was probably more used to the cold than the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm he's like, Florida. this isn't cold. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I'm a, like, a, I was born in Florida and anything over 75 degrees. I'm cold. <laughs> Uh, how about filming the death scene? It is a very iconic death scene. Very memorable. Uh, well, again, we were it's cold and wet. And um, first of all, I, I get to, I, you know, I see Richard get killed first. Uh, so I'm in that frame of just having seen that. And um, uh, don't forget, there's no way he's going to rip my face. But I, we right. did several takes of me being on my tippy toes and lifted up with his his nasty hands. And now that I know that he was peeing on stuff, I don't know what was wrong with his hands. Right. Anyway, um, just so from here to that, and then there's the cut because then the, there, the insert of the, um, the head that I had to make. Yeah. So, uh, but again, uh, the terror was there cause I've just seen somebody murdered. It's dark, it's cold. And I'm next. And we've already seen a couple other people get it. So uh, it, it's frightening. That's why I don't like horror. <laughs> scare the hell out of me. How about when you first see the finished movie and you see that scene? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, when you see the finished film and you see the, the scene of you getting your head ripped off. Okay, Neil, this is uh-huh. me at horror movies. Is it over <laughs> yet? Has it done it? No. No. Oh, 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 here it comes. Oh, like that's how I watch this. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a good person. Uh, 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 no. Richard, who played your husband, did you say he's also, is he really your husband? Did you say? 
Oh, no, no, that oh, okay. yeah, yeah. No, my husband. I didn't think so, no, but yeah. No, uh, Richard and I had played Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus in the past. And we've done, you know, several things together. And um, he's what a darling, wonderful actor he is. So, yeah, well, that really worked because you guys had a lot of chemistry on set. It, well, that I think it always does. And I, you know what? Um, Adam was good about making sure that we all that we were a family again. Uh, I, I mean, that is one of my favorite words is family when you're working uh, where I'm working now, when I work in other things, when, when you come together like that, and because we were all in danger, you know, we, that we, we had <clears throat> empathy for the other persons that we were with, plus our own families. So uh, Adam created a nice set when you're working with a, in, in harmony, everything goes better. So uh, Hatchet came out. It was going to fund me. So I assume you never saw the sequels then. No, listen, I, I went to support Adam and I was sure. there. I think we were there for the 10 year reunion of Hatchet, at which point he showed Hatchet 4. Mm -hmm. Oh, All right. Which was kind of secret because they built it as another. It was, a, it, was a, yeah. it was a very big secret. And my publicist who came with me and my husband, who is in real life a P word. Um, with the SS and the Y and there because he doesn't like them. He likes them less than I do. Mm -hmm. After the secrets, I think about the second or third bucket of blood flew, he was out of there. That was <laughs> it for him. It was uh -huh. out there. He said, I love you. I can't stay. Goodbye. So, <laughs> no. And though my husband enjoyed every minute of it. So. <laughs> it was crazy. Well, what kind of movies do you like? Um, well, I like love mysteries. I love mysteries. Um, I um, listen. I had a great time getting killed in in the line of fire. Um, so, um, and that was another wonderful death scene. <laughs> death scenes are my thing. Um, uh, you know, I I did speed too, so I almost died on the ship. You know, I mean, I, I just, I mean, I love good things. I don't like, I don't like man's inhumanity to man. Those uh, those kind of things put me off in horror films and that kind of thing where. Um, you feel bad. I feel bad for for the for Dean Hodder's character. My dog is standing by the door, pulling on her leash like she wants to go somewhere, and I might have to kill her in about a second. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> anyway, um, listen. Talking about horror films and they scare me and stuff. And I'm going to go kill my dog. What the <laughs> hell is wrong with me? Um, uh, I I like you know I, I love the films. Can you take care of the child? Um, I love. Um, I guess I'm because I'm old fashioned. I like that boy meets girl, girl, girl meets boy. They love each other. They fall in, out of love because something bad happens and they fall back in love together. I mean, we all like that happy ending. Mm -hmm. um, so those are my kind of favorites. <laughs> Uh, by the way, uh, David here uh, says, thank you, uh, Patricia. I am the married with children hatchet obsessed fan who wrote you and uh, he will. Uh, he will email David, please over. resend it because I have no idea if I push the wrong button. Um, we'll talk about maybe I'll have you send it to my publicist because I don't like to be in charge. But thank you for coming back. Yeah. Uh, he mentioned married with children. What's the difference? Uh, what's the difference between doing a TV show and doing a movie? Well, <laughs> if you're doing a sitcom, which is like married with children, um, you're given a script, but you get the script like and I'm just going to just use Monday through Friday. You get a script on Monday. You kind of block it and you get ready and you have all the networks coming in to look at it. When it changes, then it changes, then it changes, then it changes, then it changes. And on Friday, when you shoot it in front of a live audience, it is not the script you read on Monday. So it's very that kind of thing going on. If you're doing episodic, you may get changes along the way. Um, and generally you get a script that's white and then uh, white pages and then they start putting in the pinks and then we're changing it. Now there's the blues. Um, the sitcom you shoot in a week, week, an episodic takes you 15 days at about 15 days, 10 days, two weeks. Um, and that when you shoot backwards, frontwards, you don't shoot it in order, mm -hmm. which is like a film. Uh, you, you may shoot like six pages in one day, maybe even more because episodic is faster in a feature film. It takes months and you know, you do two pages a day or something. The sitcom I'm working on now, we shoot a movie script a day. 
So any point in time, any one of us actors may have 30, 40 pages of dialogue that we have to have memorized. Uh, oh, for that one day. Wow. For just that one day. And it's done. It's shot in one day. You, sh- you shoot it. You shoot. Well, you things take different places in a, in a soap opera. In other words, sometimes they're in the bar. Sometimes they're in the pub. Sometimes they're here. Sometimes they're there. So for an actor, you come in. And if you're in the pub, you shoot the scenes that you're in in the pub. Then you may stay, have to stay till the afternoon to shoot everything that's in your house. But you shoot the entire script in one day. So, again, it's kind of the hardest work I've ever done, uh, especially because you do have to have it memorized. Um, and it's um, it's very fast uh, because you're shooting that way. So you don't get a lot of takes. Uh, you need to be prepared and know your dialogue. So a lot of times I don't ever leave my sofa. <laughs> I'm like, and then, and then, and then, and then, like yeah. this. So, yeah. Along those lines, do, do you think soap, um, soap opera actors don't get enough credit sometimes? Oh, definitely. And I think that and I think uh, I think a lot of times they people think they're not as wonderful as somebody in a film or not as wonderful as somebody in a sitcom or an episodic. But people don't realize that they're. They don't have the time that a lot of times I mean, it's like for a performer, you can say, hi, how are you? Fifteen different ways. And it depends on what the other actor is saying to you, how you're going to respond and what you're going to do. You don't have that luxury of time to figure out which is the best way. You have to make a decision when you're learning the lines and you go from there. Sometimes the producer will come in and say, I would prefer if you kind of did this to this because it helps. So you'll get some direction, but it's still very, very fast. Um, And I don't think that a lot of the soap people get the credit that they're due. Uh, before you worked on the soaps, did you, I guess, work on the soaps? Did that change how you looked at uh, at the other actors in soap operas or even just the, the genre? Well, it's it's for me, it's kind of different because when they asked me to be on the soap, I had done General Hospital in the 80s and I had been a waitress in a thing. So I served beer and peanuts and I kind of had in those days, you kind of on Friday, you had dialogue that kind of explained everything that happened. So that everybody was caught up and Monday new stuff was going to happen. So when I was asked to be on days, um, I thought I was going in there to serve peanuts and beer and do explanations. Um, I got there and suddenly I was the full figured bitch goddess of daytime. I had this hunky husband. I was doing bedroom scenes and stuff and I was in shock. Um, And I, I suddenly went, all of these, I, I'm memorizing all 40 of these pages. And then you, there's 40 more pages tomorrow and 40 more pages on Wednesday and Thursday that I need to do because we're shooting four scripts this week. Yeah. Right away, I went, holy crap. Sorry, <laughs> pardon me. But uh, yes, I I was uh, great respect for them. I Because even though my little parts, I had a lot of dialogue, I was only one person filling people in you start taking in how many other characters are there memorizing everything. And I was only getting my pages, not the full script. So it didn't dawn on me that even though I had six pages, there were a hundred in the script. So uh, a great deal of respect for the people I work with. Absolutely. And uh, soap fans are really, really passionate and loyal. Uh, do you have any uh, interaction they are with the, the soap fans? They're the most loyal, wonderful people on the face of the earth. Um, and they, we go into their homes every single day. So we are not actors. We are family. When I first started on Days, I got slapped in a park by two little ladies who afterwards asked me for my autograph. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you just hit me. I, we just hit Nancy Wesley. You're <laughs> Patrika now signed us for us. So it's like sometimes they forget who you are and what you're doing. But um, I have um, fans who have become very dear friends. Um, I've had Thanksgiving dinner at one of their houses. Oh, wow. um, um, her husband has since passed and I adored him. I have a very dear fa- friend who's coming down for an event in Burbank this weekend for a day's event who's who just lost her dog. And, you know, I, we, I, all those things we know about and we talk about and um, we know them, their family. No, oh, that's a very nice story to hear. Um, how did you get involved in voice acting? I, again, I was just asked to come and um, 
it, it's so interesting. A lot of times when I do tapes, I don't get a part because uh, they're just listening to 15 voices. There's no faces and stuff. I'm one of those people when I come into a room, it's like, hey, how are you? Let's go. What's up? Let's, you know. So immediately uh, you see my personality when I'm doing this. No, no, Bill, run. Yes, Bill. No, no. Yes. You don't have a judge. So I have great respect for the people that do that for a living because it is so incredible. Um, I got to do Rango because I met the director in person. Um, and I was, hi, how are you? Let's do this. Um, I did it. I was a member of a loop group um, that did the fill-ins for like Babe. So um, we did all of the sheep and the chickens and the other things that were going on there. Um, but that's, you know, that's kind of how we've done that. I've done a couple commercials, but again, it's not my forte. And I've been very blessed to have been invited to do those things. Oh, when you do go to do the voice, uh, do you uh, do you ever dress like the character at all? No, I truthfully no. Usually, if you're in your booth, you're a lot of times you're still in your pajamas because you don't have to leave home anymore. Most well, that's a, that's a most, oh. most like um, my uh, Bob Bergen, who is the voice of Porky Pig and a, a ton of other voices for Warner Brothers, plus other things. He he has his own studio in his house, and he probably is in his pajamas or sweats, and when he does his work and things like that. When we did Rango. Uh, it was a kind of a different story because we filmed on a sound stage and we did everything live and we were all given like bonnets for the ladies and guns and holsters for the guys. And we all learned to dance. The entire cast is dancing, which is going to be animated later. Oh. So it was a whole new approach how they did that. And at one point, I can remember Johnny Depp, the director whose mind name just left me. Um, said to Johnny, I want you to do this and I want you to do that and think about doing this. And Johnny Depp turned to all of the rest and he said, isn't this animated? <laughs> it was like, yeah, it's animated, but this is what he wants you to do. <laughs> so, but another wonderful experience working with great actors and it just, it was a whole, I really truly, when I have these times, I get to talk to people like you on podcasts and stuff. I, I'm, and I start talking about my career. I realize how, not to say that I haven't worked hard to be where I am, sure. but how how great my career is, and I'm still going. I'm going to be the next Betty White. Hey, they doll. I love that. That's <laughs> great. Yeah. What what uh, drew you to acting? When did you decide like this is something I, I want to pursue? It's funny. My mother said I was Sarah Bernhardt all my life, and that I came out of the womb acting. So, um, uh, but I'm a lousy waitress, so I had a job, a nine to five job, for a long time. Uh, so, but this was always my passion in school, college, uh, coming out here. I, I met my husband in community theater. Uh, so yeah, I, it's always been in my blood to do. So. Uh, you mentioned, you know, you liked the, uh, I guess, kind of, uh, romantic comedies or romantic, uh, films. So what were the movies, uh, what, are, what would you say are your favorite movies? Oh gosh. Um, while you were sleeping is one of my favorites. Uh, so now you put me on the spot and I can't think of, anything. <laughs> I think of anybody in the movies and stuff. I'll tell you a ghost story that I love that's never been remade. And if they remake it and screw it up, I'd have to go with a knife and become a hatchet <laughs> person. Um, and that is the original Uninvited with Ray Moland and Ruth Hussey. That's a great one. Yeah, I love it, that one That's too. one of my favorites as growing up. But I loved all the, the Spencer, Tracy, Catherine Hepburn movies. Um, and again, like I said, I'm an old doll. So. Um, and lately, who's been to the movies in the last three years? I'm not going if there's not popcorn. <laughs> so, That's right. And, and you can't have popcorn with a mask on your face. So <laughs> uh, it, it's terrible sometimes. And, they call, and the popcorn costs like $10 now. I, of course it does. It's like two two cents of popcorn and it's $10. So, <laughs> But there's nothing like the uh, movie theater popcorn. No, oh, there's as long as it's fresh, to, there's nothing uh, better. Oh, that, it just the smell alone is the worth anything. But yeah, eating that bag of popcorn from the movie theater is the best part of going. <laughs> Without a doubt. Uh, Ken Meehan wants to know, what was it like working on Roseanne and Tom behind the scenes with the late, great Stephen Lee? It was good to be the queen. <laughs> Good to be the queen. Um, and I adored Stephen. May he rest in peace. Um, we had a good report. It was a lot of fun. Um, I met Roseanne. We were coming. I was coming out of my doctor's office. And so was she. Um, 
and we were on the elevator and she turns around. And she said, I like what you did, but you cried too much. I said, thanks, <laughs> Roseanne. But, um, but I also got to play Dan's dream lover on her show, which was fun. And so I've been to when they had the, um, the DVD release of the show. This was like, what, 25 years ago now. Um, <laughs> I was holding her grandchild. She comes in going, what are you doing with my kid? <laughs> so she was great. I'm sorry that things are not have not worked out for her at this point. But um, you know what? She was a comedic and still is a comedic icon. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I would say it's one of my favorite uh, sitcoms of all time, Roseanne. I have it up there with all in the family. And it, it, it's like one of those things that, it, I, listen, if it started today, it wouldn't happen. Uh, you know, I mean, and it's, it's truly amazing that the Connors is still on. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's because the family, everybody knows that family, as you said, it's right up there with everything. Uh, and I had a great time there on the show and also being able to um, play her. So. Uh, one of my, uh, I guess it would be called a horror comedy is the Burbs, and uh, you're in the Burbs. <laughs> An amazing cast. Everyone in it's hilarious. Uh, well, how fun cast, is that? Yeah. It, it's so fun, but what's so interesting is that I really, if you think about it, I got billing because that was my agent going billing, and this is what she gets and stuff like that. Um, and basically, the director asked me, he said, I want you to get out of the car, see your house on fire, and just start talking and raving. So basically, <laughs> it's me in improv class with my suitcases and looking at my house burning down. So um, it, I had a great time. And I, who knew at that point? I didn't interact with anyone. I mean, I was all by myself just yelling at the fire. Um, and that is just and I'm part of the film, which is a, a, a fabulous same director for Gremlins 2. Um, so, no, you, I, I, if I can say anything to actors or anybody out there is be nice because the casting person or the secretary or the person bringing you coffee, you know, that they're in charge later and they remember who was kind to them and no one should have to tell you to be kind. You should just innately do it. So. Yeah, I mentioned that sometimes it seems like kind of like an obvious, if people ask for advice, but. People would rather be around people that are nice than someone who isn't. So, you know, you're more likely to, you know, people want you on your set on the set. Well, I, you know, I would hope that that it, it, in any point or any job or anything you're doing in life is just, you know, just be nice. It doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. It doesn't cost you anything. I mean, and we all have bad days, but if you're having a bad day, just go, I'm having a bad day and I'm going to my room right this moment, just so that they know That's good advice and people just, then people know that you're not in a good space right now. So, and you're going away. So, um, it, and then when you've got your shit together, pardon me, I just swore on your show. That's okay. Um, uh, you, you can come out and say, you know, thanks guys for giving me that time. I really appreciate it. And then there's no animosity. There's no bad things. Everybody's just moving forth and be nice. And maybe that's Pollyanna ish. There's my P word. Pollyanna. Pollyanna -ish. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I just, uh, I'll be 74 this year. And I just think that I've lived by that philosophy and I'll continue. And I think that's the best thing is just be nice. Treat people the way you want to be treated. I think that's, that's very good advice. And you look great. I look pretty good for an old I, Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to have the last part. Uh, I saw you directed uh, three episodes of Misbehave. Was that something you enjoyed and something you'd ever you know, want to I do? Re I really did. I, I, I'm kind of sorry that even I shouldn't even say it because at this point I can do anything I want to do. Um, uh, but it was one of the things is taking what things I have in acting and the eye I have for things that I'm doing. I had a great time doing that. Um, and uh, Jillian, who was the star of that, Jillian Clare and her mother, who was the producer, uh, she and I've worked on so many things, both ladies and I've worked on so many things. And in fact, Susan Bernhardt, the mother of producer, she um, she has uh, works with um this group that puts on the independent series awards, which are going to be coming out. And they got a lot of submissions on different um, web series and things that are going to be March, April, April 7th, <laughs> April 7th, they're going to have those. And I think they'll be streaming or something, but um, you as an older person who just had 
three networks when we started out and this is how you did movies and we didn't have all this streaming we didn't have web series we didn't have all this to see the creativity of people around the world and and that's where the some of these series are coming from um and the young people that are putting things together is just um our industry is going to grow even more exponentially than it has already done. Um, I'm grateful to be a part of it. And I, I look forward to seeing the next big thing that's going on that's going to happen because it will be. I mean, where were podcasts 10 oh, years yeah. ago? I mean, well, you know, even when we started in 2000, I did a wrestling one in 2005, and then we started this in 2006. Um, podcast actually wasn't even a term yet. And, uh, usually when I'd ask people, a lot of people would say they would only want to do, you know, radio shows. And now it's kind of the reverse because most people would rather be on a podcast that's around the world than like a local radio show. That's only like a Newark or something. Well, the only thing is when you're doing on radio, then you don't have to put on makeup. You don't have to, put your bra, <laughs> you don't have to do anything, you know, so, it's like your voiceover you thing. You got to doll up, make sure you have lipstick. And I'm going, <laughs> Oh Lord, I need to get my roots. <laughs> so, um, but it's, uh, I, I enjoy it because we can see, I think it's also with the podcast, the interaction, you, uh, Neil reading some of the people writing in and calling and asking questions. That's another interaction as a performer to know there are people that really care about this genre, care about what yeah. you did, which is another affirmation for me or another that says, uh, affirms to me that I did a good job. If they're tuning in to see and talk to me, then I know in my career that I'm doing and it's still do, have done and I'm still doing a good job at what I'm, I, I, I've chosen for my profession. And the more viewers you get, the more you realize we're doing a good job here yeah. and we've, we've touched on something. And I think that's, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, we, we did just audio up until the pandemic and then the pandemic kind of people, I think I, I didn't even know what zoom was till the pandemic. I think it's, <laughs> I still don't know what zoom is. It's like, you live and learn. It's like, Oh, Oh, what happened to everybody? Like, <laughs> yes. I've pushed the wrong buttons a couple of times. Not good. Not good. Oh, no, that's fine. frightening. Yeah. Frightening. Um, uh, Mike wants to know, uh, what was your hardest role? Oh, wow. You know, sometimes I think I'd have to say, go back to Roseanne and stuff because she, uh, there's no way I wanted to make a caricature of her. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so for me, I tried to get a little bit of her voice in different places instead of constantly, you know, doing because that would have been an imitation or a caricature of what she was. So that was kind of hard. And I would say to the the um, script person at that point, um, if you hear me twang more than I should or if I just let me know, uh, raise your hand or something. And I told the doc director that I was going to ask for that so that because a lot of times when he's watching where the camera is, he can't doesn't always listen to what the intonations are. And I, I, that was hard. I wanted to make sure that I, that I was respectful to her and did a good job for the writers and the people that had hired me to do this job. So that's always a hard when you're, when you're playing a real person, it's always harder. Um, I have great admiration for the people that do that because not only do you have to study how they sound, but mannerisms, the things they do and stuff like that. So you, you mentioned um, streaming earlier how has that affected uh, your career as an actor the rise of streaming uh well quite frankly um i'm one of those people that's in the older category so nobody wants older people everything they want a 10 year old or a 20 year old um who knows how to work this um and uh so it, it's it's really changed here unless you're virtually a name i am not meryl streep i don't have those credits or things like that so with streaming a show lasts for six episodes and then that one's over and the next one starts and that one's over and the next one starts. Whereas in the past, Meryl Streep was not available because she was working on a film that was six months. Now she can do all those shows. So it's kind of the, 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 the middle class actor who's worked their way up from, you know, being um, an extra virtually. Uh, it's a little harder. Um, and what surprises me, because there's so much streaming that, that most every actress should be working. Mm -hmm. But we are, uh, again, if you're a fans, you're, you're very happy to see Meryl Streep in every one of those things, but you're really limiting some of the other actors. Um, and, uh, and an actor does not get their insurance unless they earn a certain amount of money. 
And if you, if this person's working everything, you're not getting that. So it's, it's, it's changed the business. It's changed it drastically for actors. Um, young actors coming up, make it now or get, you know, because the older you get, the harder it is. We are very, um, uh, we've become more inclusive now. Um, we, uh, so with diversity, mm-hmm. so it's a little harder for an older white woman. Um, but you know what? I worked a great deal in the 70s and 80s, and I can't, I cannot begrudge anybody that couldn't get a job then. I think that this is, it's time and it's wonderful that they're doing it. Um, I have um, friends in a wheelchair that are starting to get work. I have a gentleman friend, John Lawson, uh, who's who you should have on. John Lawson um, was in an accident um, 20, 30 years ago. He has two hooks. He does not have hands. He lost wow. his hands from the elbows. He just is doing a reboot of Pet Cemetery. Oh, wow. I told him I won't oh. be seeing that. <laughs> just, <laughs> you wish just, him the best. But. <laughs> he just did another film uh, called The Ruma. I think I'm pronouncing it right, um, which is all about disabled. Uh, and, and disabled is such a poor word because they're not disabled. They may have some, they may not have everything we have as an able-bodied person, but they're not disabled by any means. Um, I have a friend who, um, uh, who is an agent who now deals with a lot of uh, uh, deaf and uh, dis- disabled people and stuff like that. Uh, he and his family are, are, are deaf. Um, it's just, we're, st- we're starting to do things. And I think streaming has helped that we are starting to look at the big picture. We're not all cookie cutter people. Right. You know, we are, we are a rainbow um, uh, of, of, uh, we are a flower gardenist. Again, here's my Pollyanna-ish. There are colors and difference and big plants and little plants. And, you know, um, it, it, it's really interesting that we are, are waking up. Um, I Sometimes I think we wake up a little too much and we're leaning too far this way. But in our business, in our world and what we do, everything is cyclical. Mm-hmm. Things swing back and forth, back and forth. Um, and if I can say anything to a, any young actors coming up, if it's your dream, and it feeds your soul. Don't let anybody tell you you can't have it because you can. You just have to work for it. It's not going to be handed to you. So, usually when I ask about streaming, it does. It really does depend on on the level of like uh, how long someone's been in the business. Like when we had Ed Asner on, he had a lot of negative things to say about streaming. Usually, younger people have a lot of positive things. So it really depends. It, I mean, it really it's become a lot tougher and stuff and. I I feel bad saying this because it is my union and I've been a member for a long time, but um, I don't think my union protected it, protected the. That Asner talked a lot about that. Enough. Uh, We are, we're basically screwed in some things. And again, like I said, you can't get enough money to get your insurance. And if you're only being paid $300 to do a streaming thing, if you're one of the lower echelon actors on there, um, there are a lot of things that are being done in new media where people are working deferred or they're only getting paid $125 a day. Do you know how many oh. shows you have to do for $125 a day to make your $30,000 for insurance? Yeah, oh. streaming has really hurt things. And um, for me personally, and I'm sure Ed said this too, people turn the TV on and listen, I better pre- preface this right. I have great respect for my crew great respect for everybody that puts it together. If I'm not lit well, I don't look good. If I don't have great makeup, I don't look good. If I they don't do my hair, they do. If they didn't put the, the, the scary makeup on, on um, Cotter, I mean, our crews are the best, What's whatever. But they don't tune in to see the best hair, the best this. They tune in to see this, to see what, what is Patrika doing now? You know, what is so-and-so doing? You know, I, but that's who I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of Patrika. I'm a fan of Merrill. I'm a fan. This is who you're seeing. And our union hasn't taken care of us in that aspect. So we're kind of one of the lowest paid people there. So anyway, I'm probably going to get a call about that. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of, it's an offshoot of that, though. You said about uh, even just the credits. I, so kind of a pet peeve of mine is if you watch someone streaming, 
when it goes to, I, I like to watch the credits, even if I'm in a movie at the theater, I, I kind of like to sit back. I stay to the end. I want to see who you know, did this. This is yeah. wonderful work. Give, I mean, and I was disappointed that the Oscars are cutting out the music. Yeah. The music sometimes yeah, enhances right. things. Can you Definitely. imagine Lawrence of Arabia without the music that was oh. there? I mean, come on. And you're cutting that out. Okay. <laughs> don't get me started, guys. <laughs> no, no, no. You, yeah, you stay to the, everybody should stay to the yeah, credits. But a lot so of streaming look, sites, the Zoom, it, they either will show it so fast you can't see it, or they'll just skip right to the next thing. Yeah, that drives me crazy too, Neil. It's all about money. It's all about money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you, uh, <clears throat> well, you have a, uh, what do you work on currently? I'm on Days of Our Lives currently yeah. right this moment, <laughs> so working on that. Um, I was wonderful. I got to work in a uh, one of the web series, um, independent series called um, Studio City. I got an Emmy nomination last year. Um, that was wonderful. I um, uh, I did another one called uh, The Bay. I got nominated on that <coughs> show at one point. So th- there's a lot of opportunities for actors with these new independent series but I'm blessed that I'm old and affluent. Um, I, <laughs> like uh, I, I'm not having to wait tables anymore. Um, I, if I wanted to just go and sit on a beach, hello, I'm on the beach, <laughs> that kind of thing. I, I mean, I could. Uh, thank you. I'm very lucky, but I worked hard to get where I am. But um, <laughs> it's just it's crazy out there. Well, where is your Emmy? It's right over there. So I was wondering if you had a special come, place for it when you want it, it or it's like by the front door when you open the door, go, oh, and <laughs> yeah. I think I just carry it around with me all the time. I'd be like, hey, how you doing? Answer the door with it and stuff. Let me just say, you don't expect it to be the day after I won it. You walk around carrying it and you're going, Yeah, here it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here it is. The next you're morning like Miss I woke America. Up, my arms hurt so bad because you don't realize you're lifting eight pounds constantly. You know, oh, yeah. Constantly, all night right. long, you're lifting eight pounds and you're like, I can't move today. Why can't I move today? So, but listen, I will suffer through that again. Please. Yeah. Well, you need two of them. Then you can work out both. Balance arms. it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's another whole story. I did have two sitting right there at one point, <laughs> but there was a problem with the show and they took Miami away. Really? So, oh, you know, no. yeah, that, and there's a horror story. For wow. You. That's that's terrible, though. I, <laughs> I don't want to laugh. It just uh, yeah. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> anyway, um, it just was a miscommunication. The producers entered wrong. They didn't check it wow. at, at the time. And then there was a thing filed against it. And they said, we're still sorry. We got to take your Emmy away. And I was like, pry it from my golden hands. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, no, I still had to give it back because it belonged to somebody else at that yeah. point. But oh, wow, yeah. that's. It was, I hate the laugh. I still have the one over there, and I've got several other independent series awards and stuff. And I'm, you know, very blessed to be acknowledged by my peers as well yeah. as my fans. So, um, I'll get another. I'll just keep yeah. working to get another. Well, so I have earrings. <laughs> exactly. David, had, you know, mentioned that he he messaged you. So, how, how do people uh, follow you online to see what you're up um, to? And- I am. Uh, you can. Uh, well, Facebook, you can find me at Patrika Darbo. There's no initials, just Patrika Darbo. I have uh, Facebook says I have too many friends. How can mm-hmm. you have too many friends? I agree. Anyway, they need to get rid of that rule. It's silly. They really should, because I feel bad that I have like 600 people that want to be my friend and I can't they can't be my friends. So if you're one of the people I haven't friended, it's because I can't friend you. Do not go to Patrika A. Darbo. That's not me. Just Patrika Darbo on uh, Twitter. I'm Patrika Darbo. On Instagram, I'm Darbo Patrika. Um, that's how you get me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm I'm my fr- I, I'm nobody. I'm just you know nasty deal. But I have uh, I'm at the friends limit too. I think they need to get rid of the uh, this rule. Well, I think I think it's because they just think you have more. They forget about that some of us are not just friendly friends. That we have fans, and there are other people I know that have a fan page in this page. Yeah. My time is, and I'm sure you guys realize it too, your time gets so limited. I can't be going from one place to the other place and trying to do this. I like to get in one place and try to answer everybody that I can answer, take care of everything I can take care of. I have a fan club that Debbie O'Connor runs. Um, I should probably post that someplace. But anyway, um, I, I never think about that either. So, <laughs> um, so it's like... Um, 
time is precious to all of us. And it's the one thing you can't get back. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you try to, um, I try to accommodate as many people I can and take care of my family as well as my job and the extracurricular activities that I'm involved in. Right. So. Now, what was the dog's name, by the way? That, that Dusty. I believe it's, uh, Her name uh, is Dusty. Come here, Dusty. You want to say hi? You want to come over here and say hi? Come here. She's like going, what are you doing? <laughs> Hi, Dusty. Oh, hello. Oh, that's very cute. Say, say hello. Her name really is Cu- it's Cujo. Cujo. So, all right. <laughs> another <laughs> movie. I, you, I'm sure you don't want to watch. No, I, no, no. If, listen, if the dog dies, one. I'm out of there. That's the first thing. It's a dog movie. It's an animal movie. Just a dog. War horse. Oh, my oh, God. Yep. Never, never again. No. No. <laughs> That was this. Yep. What's happening now? To the, no, barbed wire. No, <laughs> that was not a good thing for me. No, no. Uh, I, amongst I, the even hardcore horror movie fans, uh, a big thing that they don't like to see is uh, they'll watch people get like yourself, get your head ripped off, but uh, they do not want to see a dog. It, it, yeah, that's I, where I, we draw the line. If there's a there's a part of it. I think it's the innocence, mm-hmm. the unconditional love you get from your pet, whether cat, dog chicken i don't care (laughs) there's an unconditional love there um that you don't we don't want to see that happen um and again in our society i mean there i have friends who work with the soy dog rescue to keep the dogs from being eaten in other countries you know it's uh, it's not in our what's the word i want not in our um, Our wheelhouse wheelhouse to accept that kind of stuff so we are you know and and they're and they're not here long enough anyway so it's like exactly. just, so it's you know oh fight me that cemetery is a, is a double uh double whammy for you <laughs> yeah no i no i won't be no no i couldn't see the first one i'm not going to see the second I'll, I'll be at the cocktail party <laughs> but i'm not coming to see that stuff. Fair enough. and and look at look at what's the american horror story i think i watched about five minutes of the first one uh, i i I um no, <laughs> <laughs> and I do remember. I do remember what when my husband and I were dating, seeing what was that? That was a rude move. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, cut that out for Friday night. Yeah. yeah, don't do that. Friday, no Friday the thirteenth. Is okay. that the one at the camp? Okay. Is that the yeah. one at the camp? Yeah. Yep. Oh my God! And what's the blonde actress? The older actress that was the mother and. Oh, oh uh, Betsy Palmer. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. And the knives come up through me. No, no, no. And I'm sitting there going, why is this man taking me to stuff like this? <laughs> yeah. Not a good That was way. the red flag. Right. 48 years we've been married. So I, I put up with his shenanigans. And he puts up with mine. So uh-huh. crazy. Yeah, it worked out, I guess. It all worked out. Yeah. So I always tell him like this. Second marriages are the best, and you're only my first. <laughs> yeah, but he's my he's, he's my one and only, so it's good. Yeah. Well, this has been very fun to talk with you. That's yeah, been great. Thank you. I thank you very much. And I'm sorry the other young lady can't be here. And what was the gentleman's name? It's going to email me again or whatever. He uh, David Snowball. I'm not David. sure you say the last name. Uh, well, I, I'll be looking for David somewhere in my phone that I deleted or pushed the button wrong or something. So anyway, but guys, so Troy, don't be late again because otherwise. All right, you know. fair enough. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> are you are you in Massachusetts also? Yeah, yeah, I'm a little bit farther away from Neil, but uh, you were in the cold, in driving in the cold weather, weather or something. Well, there? playing with the dogs actually. Oh, uh, uh, then it's okay if you were playing with the dogs. Yeah, bad. yeah. <laughs> He's got an excuse, then. Yeah, yeah I got, got three, three very nice dogs. Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, guys, it's been fun. I don't think that I'll be back because I don't do a lot of horror films. <laughs> but but, but you never you know. Me, just ask me and I'll come back again for sure. All right. Thank you. Good. All right. Thank, you. Anyway, Thank you. All so right, guys. Much. I have to figure out how to leave. There's All right. I'll out. Oh, this there's no a, escape. Wait, there's a button. Leave. Okay. <laughs> this is that other thing like no way out. Oh, God. Yep. You can <laughs> only get in. Now, that's, get maybe, that's a, maybe that's a movie we should do. Something about you're stuck. In a podcast, you can't get out of. Yeah. Yeah. Hope our guests don't feel that way. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. I don't think it's that, but it would be kind of a thing. It's kind of like I have a friend who likes to go to those. um, 
those rooms you get locked into and you oh the escape the rooms yeah oh, oh lord yeah. help us no no yeah, it doesn't that does not sound appealing to me no, no. i can't mm-mm, that no, i'm too claustrophobic for that no that would make me crazy crazy too yeah. but anyway much success to you thank you so much thank for you. having me here yeah. and, thank you and, and listen oh i forgot to say if you email me at toto t-o-t-o fans toto fans at yahoo.com i try to answer everything uh no you may end up in spam for a while but i'll find you i try to answer whatever i can for you better to get me on instagram or or twitter because uh again things get lost and i as david can attest to i have because i'm i'm computer illiterate I'm just old. I mean, I don't get it. Why can't we just talk to each other and write a letter? What is this? Anyway. We're going to start. The, we're going to start the, the, the letter podcast. <laughs> just put up the correspondence. Like, yeah, we, we'll get listen, the answer to this. But if we did that, I wouldn't get to meet you two and really say thank you. And thank you to all the fans. So anyway, I'm going to shut my mouth and say, leave. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, Dusty. <laughs>